kitchen like nobody else. Okay. Financial empowerment, giving you strategies for generational wealth. Wow. So you can start helping yourself. More money for you to be getting. Right. This the moment for you to be winning and be living financially independent. All right, welcome back to the Market Hustle Podcast. Happy New Year. I hope you all had an incredible time with family and friends during the holiday season. I personally can't believe it's 2024. It just feels like 2023 flew by. It also shows just the importance of making every moment of life count because time is going to pass whether you're intentional with your time or not. Taking a look back, you know, a lot occurred in 2023. We saw multiple bank failures. We saw debt ceiling worries. We saw waves of layoffs, global conflict, and interest rate hikes, just to name a few. Yet despite all of the uncertainty we experienced throughout the year, the S&P 500 index still ended the year at a 24% gain, which is pretty incredible. The world is shifting and changing like never before, especially with the recent tech breakthroughs in 2023 with artificial intelligence. This is making the topics we talk about on this podcast even more important to learn and master. Today, I have with me our two lovely co-hosts. I'm really excited for this one. Buffy and Pierce are back to officially kick off season two of this podcast. Thank you so much for both of you joining today. Uh, let's start with Buffy. How have things been since uh, we ended the last podcast? Yeah, man, let's get to it. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. It's great to be here in 2024 to see what this year got installed. And um, it's been great, man. Since November, I've, you know, I've had three weeks off from work. I'm very fortunate to work in a in a in a job in an environment where I have that you know work life balance, great flexibility, and the values are valued. Um, quality time with family and friends, loved ones that was incredible. A lot of food, a lot of hanging out, and then tons of holiday gifts, man. And I was so surprised. This is like the first time that I got so many gifts. I didn't even expect it. So I'm just gonna do exactly what I did in 2023, and hopefully 2024 I get as much gifts, right? <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah so did, did a lot of great stuff binge watched some shows and some movies um it's been a great investment return for 2023 as you touched on in your beautifully crafted intro and i hope it resonates well with everybody so uh currently excited for the new year new year goals already play back at it and um yeah i'm just enjoying the year this has been an exciting time so thanks for having me it's great to be back and let's provide some more value to everybody this year Let's do it. Thanks, Buffy. It's, it's always great to have you on here. And I'm sure the listeners love to have you on here as well. Uh, Pierce, how are things have been with you since we last uh, talked back in November? I can't complain. Life is blessed. I don't know how I'm going to top Buffy's statement, but I mean, I had a great Christmas. You know, I was fortunate to spend it with some family, some friends and uh, my girlfriend as well. So it was good being, you know, around people who love me and people who I love. And the older I get, the more I realize that it's not much about like receiving, like I was like talking to my dad about this. It's more about giving gifts. And that's what I, uh, I'm ready for as I grow older to be able to give everybody the things that they want as I progress in my time and everything like that. I mean, as Buffy and you stated last year, it was a great return, I think for pretty much everybody who is invested. And, uh, I can't, can't say I'm very uh, hopeful for this year, but who knows, you know, <laughs> it's, it's well, going to be, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a shape. That's for sure. Uh, and that's the thing, you know, like I remember like towards the end of 2022, like there was just so much speculation that 2023 was going to be the next Great Depression, right? Like this was going to be yep. the year that everything fell apart. The global financial system blew up. We saw we were we were supposed to see like 60 percent declines in the indexes. And of course, you know, like that's always a possibility, right? Like that's not out of the picture, but like 
The thing is, like some people are just too busy in my eyes speculating compared to actually making moves. You know, the people yeah. who are making moves and kind of avoiding all the noise and uh, focusing on asset acquisition. Uh, acquisition, like actually acquiring assets and making themselves richer. Like those are the ones that are always going to win, right? Like they're going to, there's, those are the winners over the long term compared to the people who kind of sit on the sidelines. And, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it, especially as a brand new investor. It's intimidating, right? Like there's a lot of mm-hmm. factors that are involved with the stock market. Um, it could be emotionally just overwhelming with the options that are available. Like there's so many different routes you can go when it comes to investing in the stock market. But I think one of the core lessons that I that I hope a lot of people kind of take away is that it's it's very difficult to predict what the hell the stock market is going to do, right? Like you can Absolutely. be right about the events that take place, like bank failures. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the events that have taken place in 2023, like they're they're significant events that that impact the global economy, like significantly, mm-hmm. right? But just because you're right about the events doesn't mean you're going to be right about the stock market, right? Because like those are kind of two separate things, and you kind of have to keep that in mind going forward, which is why, you know, here at this podcast, like we encourage having that long-term mindset. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. it's great, great to have both of you back in here. Great to be back. No, I, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that completely wholeheartedly. And it's funny because, you know, for some reason, though, the top five, top 10 banks had a prediction of what the S&P 500 yeah. is going to be at, at oh, the that. end of 2023. And they oh. all got it wrong, oh. despite <laughs> all their tools, resources, information, you know, um, high speed internet and access to high frequency high, high frequency trading and so they all still got it wrong and it goes to show you that to be honest nobody really knows the damn thing and what things are going to happen right and to your analogy i think it's a very great point you don't want to be a speculator you want to be in the game you want to be active if you think about it in terms of sports let's say basketball right yes you have some fans and people just sit on the sideline and just watch and just talk right sometimes you're screaming at the players sometimes you're cheering them on whatever it is but who benefits the most is the athletes, right? And the team owners. And so the athlete is benefiting by, guess what? Running up and down, getting physical activity in. That's mental stimulation. And guess what? They get paid as well. They're in the game. They can win games. They can win championships. They can get deals. They can benefit from a whole bunch of other opportunities that come up. And that's exactly how you want to approach investing. You don't just want to sit on the side and be a fan. You want to get in the game and start dunking on people like LeBron at 58 <laughs> years old. Amen. <laughs> Pierce, uh, perfectly said. First off, Bobby, <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, it could be P- that. That's perfect analogy. Pierce, yeah. How how did you do with uh, in twenty twenty three? Like, um, I know you know you've been investing for a little bit. Like, how did you handle the year? Did, did you feel like it matured you more as an investor? Like, oh, you no, feel more I, confident? Absolutely. And I mean, I share some of the stuff on my on my public Instagram. Is that you know I share some of the down months that I have. I never share any of the up months I have, but I do share some of the down months I have because I want people to have an understanding of that. You know. You could be down six grand in a month, seven grand in a month. I mean, and these this is the reality of it is that it's not more what you can make in a single year, but like like we're like the whole podcast, the whole point of this, we're thinking about this long term and how long longevity of this thing. So I may be down six grand in a month, but you know, year over year return, I could be up, you know, a hundred grand. Who really knows? And so these are the things that I want people to have an understanding for, especially people who are in my generation of, you know, they're, you know, they're starting investing and like, you know, they're just dipping their toes in the water. I want them to know that not every month is profitable. And even if you are profitable some months, you could be up 500 bucks or you could be up five grand. And so it's just a very, don't speculate when it comes to stuff like you guys are talking about. Don't speculate, okay, I'm going to be up five grand or I'll be down five grand. It's, it's the longevity of it. Like you'll have these hard hitters, but it's these things to try to get not emotionally attached to 
per se, the, the, the feeling of being up and the feeling of being down because mm-hmm. it's the long-term game. It's not like what happens this month. It's what happens 10 years from now. Yeah. I think 2023 was a really great opportunity for all of us to continue learning and developing as, you know, we, we saw what took place, both the good, the bad, the ugly, you name it, a whole bunch of mixed things happening. But, you know, the, the market showed us resiliency, the public, the people showed, you know, that toughness, that, that grit that we all bring to the table as a society. And it's been good. And hopefully that can continue. And I think 2023 is was a great year for a lot of opportunities. And from my perspective, I looked at it as like, oh, my goodness, there was just so many opportunities. I mean, it's insane. Just what happened in the market. And despite inflation, interest rates, all this fear going on. And, you know, yes, things get difficult. Things get scary. This life is up and down, just like the stock market is up and down. But guess what? You know, we're we're a resilient group of people in this world. We want to do better. We want better lives for the future. And so I'm glad that many people continue working hard, contributing to society at large and continue investing. And this is uh, it's been a, an incredible year. I feel like we went through a, a huge cycle of just kind of post PTSD a little bit from the whole COVID time and, yeah. and, and that blurred space there. So it was good to kind of see us all here now, kind of starting off 2024. And I think it's a lot of optimism despite you know, uncertainties. So that's important to have. It's good, good to have, you know, energy about the future like that. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, and the thing with life is like, there's always going to be uncertainty. Like that's just, that's just life in general, Mm -hmm. right? The future, if the future was predictable, then there would never be uncertainty. We'd all just know what to do. Right. But like that, that's just a a thing of life, right? Like you kind of have to accept it to an extent that there are going to be moments where things just are kind of out of your control directly and just to focus on the things that you can control, right? Like that's the best thing you could do is to focus on, you know, what you can do to better your situation. Cause like, that's all you can do, right? There's no other, uh, you can, you can wish for things to change, or you can focus on the things that you can change to improve your life, right? Like those are the two options. And that kind of ties into uh, the the main topic of, of the podcast, you know, like 2023, you know, was a difficult year. I mean, even with like, we had, we had higher inflation. So I'm sure a lot of people listening, you know, they, they maybe struggled with higher prices, you know, more difficulty kind of managing their money. Um, you know, a, a lot of people who maybe upgraded their lifestyles like crazy in 2020, 2021, you know, they've, they've been specifically struggling like 2022, 2023, you know, yeah. with the inflation, the higher prices, everybody who's kind of like, just upgraded their lifestyle to the max. Like it's, it's a lot harder to kind of sustain that lifestyle in years of turbulence in years of higher inflation. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it kind of like ties into the whole points of, you know, what, what I hope a lot of people take away from this podcast is, you know, where you're at right now doesn't have to be where you're at in the future, right? Like you can, you, you have the ability to take, the steps that are needed to get to the points where you're no longer reliance on, uh, how do I say, you're, you're no longer reliance on the, the current lifestyle you're living or just the situation, right? Because like the whole points of investing or even just managing your money in general is to gain more control of your financial situation, right? Like that's that's something you can control. Like it's possible. It's it It might seem out of reach for a lot of people, especially people who are listening to this, like it might not seem possible for you to have more control over your income or have more control of the direction of your income or career path. But I'm here to like, I mean, I, I'm a testament myself. Buffy's a testament to himself. You know, Pierce is a testament. Like we've all faced different types of uh, situations that have made it difficult for our own lives and we've overcome those. And, you know, of course that doesn't 
neglect the situations you're currently dealing with in your life. Like everybody's situation is going to be different. Like we all come from different backgrounds. But the one thing I'll, I'll just kind of kick off this segment with is like if you if you've ever seen somebody who comes from a background similar to you be able to crush past those obstacles, like why can't you do it? Right? Like why if somebody who is kind of similar to you, whatever situation you come from, has been able to do it, then why can't you? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. great point. Great point. You know, and I think for some people, part of the challenge is depending on what environment they're in, the type of, um, say, upbringing or coaching, education that they got growing up. Some of these things seem so far fetched. You know, they, the thing is almost like light years ahead. They would never catch up. They don't have time. And, and unfortunately, um, that type of mindset leads them to make an even worse financial decisions by speculating on certain things. So. I think, you know, maybe the question that just came on my mind as I was talking is, Josh, what do you think in terms of, you know, people that might be in, say, said boat that feel like is light years away, right? What are some of the most simplest, easiest thing they can do to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit, especially as we get started with 2024 and we early in the year? Really, you know, the one answer I would give is just bringing more awareness of where your money is going. And like, I know everybody's heard different variations of this, but the sooner you have awareness of where every single dollar you make is going, like the faster you're going to be able to redirect it to areas that you actually value it more. Because the problem that I've noticed a lot of people have is, you know, they say they have a good understanding of where their money is. Like you'll ask them like, oh, like, do you know, like how much you're spending on bills? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I know how much, how much I'm spending on rent. I know how much I'm spending on groceries, but they don't really know, right? Like they have a yeah. general idea. They kind of have the speculation. Here comes that speculation part. Like, yeah, it's probably, it's like <laughs> I'm spending like 500 bucks on groceries or whatever, yeah, but more or less. <laughs> exactly. But if they actually sat down, like if they took 30 minutes, like if they invested 30 minutes of their life to just sit there and print out all of their past like couple months of bank statements and went down line by line, like just tallying up how much they're spending on different categories, how much they're spending out on uh, groceries, how much they're spending on their electric bill, like how much all these bills are kind of like adding up to. And they actually saw that exact number, like that reality, the the number of reality, like actual the actual financial numbers sit like staring right in the face. I think that number would be shocking for a lot of people um, because First off, a lot of people would probably feel hesitant to do that because it's uncomfortable. Like I, I completely get yeah. it. Like it's if you'd come from a background where you've never really managed your money like that, <laughs> yeah. or you've never gotten as serious with money management, yeah. it feels like I'd rather not know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's easier just to like kind of be ignorant about it and just be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna, you know, I, I have I I see the money in my bank account, so why not spend it? You know, things are kind of still staying afloat somehow. So I'm just gonna continue yeah. down this path and hope for the best. I mean, I I I get it. Like I understand why people choose that path. But at the same time, like if you take a step back, you know, spend, invest like, you know, 20, 30 minutes just to like gain a better awareness of where your situation is. It does kind of feel like ripping a bandaid off. But once you have that awareness, you can start to shift the way your life is moving, right? Like you, you start to have more control over everything, right? You start to have control of your money flow, the direction of your money, and you can start to allocate it toward, or like you can start to spend it on things that you actually value. Like, right. Do you, do you, the, the one thing, like once you start to like, actually analyze everything. When, when you start to see all these purchases, you're going to start thinking like, did I really need this purchase? Did I really need to spend, you know, $150 at Zara? Or did I really need to go buy <laughs> that Gucci wallet or whatever the hell it is? You know, like you, you start right. to really just question things. And, you know, again, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with wanting these things. I, I say this all the time. There's nothing wrong with wanting materialistic objects. It's more of, are you happy with where you're at currently financially? And if not, take the time to analyze where your money's going and redirect it to areas that will get you to 
a lifestyle that you actually value more and you enjoy more. Yeah, to your point, I, I, to your point, I think you know, even this year, as you as you talk about people reflecting on on their decision making and keeping an eye on their money, I think they need to also reflect on their environment and what they're consuming as well, right? In terms of because if you know somebody might be watching or listening to this podcast and they feel like you know they're alone, it's difficult, they don't know how to go about it. And the beautiful, first and foremost, the fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you care a great deal about your life, your future, your family, and your financial well being, right? And probably the society, at, you know, at large as well, because when you're doing well, you tend to want to share that with others. Really? You want to share that with, with, with let people that are not as fortunate or maybe as um, in, in positions as you are. Right. And so you want to continue surrounding yourself with good information, good content. And that's the that's one of the best things about this podcast right here is that you're going to get information that is real, practical, relatable. And it's going to help you a ton. And so anybody that's new, if this is your first episode, make sure you check out all the other episodes because there's a ton of value here for you. And everything that, you know, we're covering, most of the challenges that most people have had to deal with financially, you know, um, you know, career wise, we've had the same experiences. Right. And so having a community like that is such a huge support backbone, especially if you don't come from a background of financial literacy. And so. I think one of the best things that anybody can do this year is to definitely spend a little bit of time, similar to what Josh said in terms of 30 minutes, looking at your statements, spend 30 to 40 minutes, an hour, whether it's on a daily basis or a weekly basis, right? Whatever you can spare to make sure you're developing yourself, you're getting this information from this podcast, you're getting information from the right sources, because it's not just going to change your life, it's going to change everything you thought you knew <laughs> and you're going to be able to live life way, way in, a, in a much higher frequency and enjoy more things than you you'll be able to buy stuff from zara and buy way more <laughs> stuff and still be and you know being be healthy financial standings and that is definitely the sweet spot i think uh i think it's also a part with analyzing how much you spend per month but most people lack to like to recognize how, how important a budget is. You know, once you implement a budget of how much money you make per month and how much money comes comes in, but how much money goes out. And I look at companies like Apple, like, you know, any company, Microsoft, AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, all of these companies, multi-billion dollar companies have budgets. But single individuals think that they could just manage their money without a budget. And I kind of find it humorous in the sense because it's like these companies – Compared to what people deal with on a daily basis, these are pennies on the dollar. But I think it's super important to implement a budget of how much you can spend on groceries per month, on entertainment, on your car, on rent, on living, you know, electricity, even bills in general. But I think that's one thing people lack to do is set in a solid budget and follow it, you know? Because I see, you know, even myself sometimes, I'm like, okay, well, like my buddies want to go out to dinner. It's like, okay, well, I reached my budget this month, you know, this month for how much I can go spend, you know, on eating out. And it's like, all right, well, I got chicken at home, you know? Yeah. So I think implementing a budget's huge. Oh, for sure. For sure. And uh, again, I, I think like, of course, there's so many different types of budgets that you can implement. Like, that's why I, I think the first step, like for anybody listening, like just bring awareness to like where your money's going. It's like, just look at your past spending habits, like take the time to go through your statements um, or just be more aware, like just look at the price tags of things. Cause there's a lot yeah. of people who aren't even just like looking, like really caring about the dollar amount as much. Um, and it, a lot of it comes, you know, it's, it's a deeper subject, but it's more of like just understanding that 
money at its roots is simply a tool. And I mean, the perspective businesses have on it is that they use it as a tool, right? Like they use it to generate more income in order to, you know, build wealth for themselves, right? Like that's, that's the definition of a business. They're solving problems in society um, and getting, they're getting money in exchange for that. And they use that money to either reinvest for growth or they give it back to their shareholders, right? Um, so I, I think a lot of it, like, you know, the sooner you can start to understand that money is at its root, simply a tool, right? Like it's, it's simply a tool that that's really what it is. And a lot of it, it, it's hard because, you know, we all grow up in, in different situations, different backgrounds, um, and you might have like strong beliefs about what money is. Like a lot of people, especially, you know, in the modern consumer world, like when they get money, they only think of it as a spending. Like it's just the thing to spend. Like that that's it. Like they, they think money spent. That's it. Like they don't think of it as a tool that can be used to curate the life they want to mm-hmm. live or the future that they want to live, right? Like, of course, you know, people want to win like a million, $2 million so that they can go buy that quick mansion. But if, if you skip these steps, like if you skip the money management steps and you like, let's say, you know, there's, there's lots of studies on this where, where people win lotteries, they, they win like a million dollar lotto scratch off or, or Powerball. 70% of these lottery winners go broke a couple of years later because they don't have the money management skills to back that type of money. Right. So like they might, you know, they get $2 million and they go out there, buy that mansion, but then they forget about property taxes. They forget about home maintenance. They forget about just everything that goes into owning a home. And yep. they end up not being able to manage their cash flow appropriately with that new level, that new financial level that they've reached. And they end up getting kicked back because, you know, if you, if you can't pay your property taxes, if you can't pay the maintenance of that that property in general, the, the bigger the home, the more cost it's going to cost to maintain it, then you're going to basically get screwed and you're going to, you know, be su- you're, you're going to go back levels, right? You're, you're naturally going to go back to let you're going to regress until you learn those skills that are needed to play the game at that level. Yeah, honest. I th- you know, a good point, man. I, I I love that because that summarizes the entire awareness. And I think to go along with that is really honesty. You know, many of us, we, we have a hard time being honest. You know, we, we can lie to other people. That's one thing. But lying to ourselves, that's a whole nother ballgame, right? Because, yeah, this may not be ethical. You lie to somebody else, that's not good, obviously. But in some cases, it doesn't impact you directly a certain way, right? But when you lie to yourself, Oh, it impacts you 100% is all on you. And so repetitive lack of honesty over time is only going to equal more pain. And it's not going to be less pain. It's going to be compounded pain. Instead of getting the the better, the good returns, you're getting the negative compound returns, right? And so I think if one thing I hope many of us learn to embrace and really kind of be transparent with ourselves and be honest about some things, right? Because if you have a, a certain challenge or certain problem, until we are aware and honest with ourselves about it, we can't make no progress. We can lie, we can try and cover it up what we want, but we have to be honest with ourselves. Maybe we have, you know, you, you face yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? Maybe I have bad spending habits. Maybe I need to increase my income. Maybe I actually have more than I need already. And for some reason, I keep chasing more. And why is that? What's the root cause of this? Because if you don't know when enough is enough, nothing is ever going to be enough. (laughs) And you end up acquiring a bunch of material things, a bunch of money, a bunch of products, a bunch of tools, a bunch of systems, a bunch of just everything, and you will still be empty inside. And so to Josh's point, this is not really a money problem per se. It is a decision-making problem in the way our mindset and our behavior is wired. And so this year, 
definitely spend some time and invest in you 100%, especially in your brain and the areas you need to make these improvements in. And that's what we're here for. Man. I'm excited yeah. for this year because I we want to see everybody win. That's why Josh, Pierce, me, we continue doing this all the time because it is so it's so needed. And I know, and Josh brought this to my attention too, schools now, right? Some schools across the state are now mandating and making it mandatory for financial literacy schools, yep. I mean, um, yep. uh, courses and classes to be taught. And I'm like, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, exactly, man. I mean, the fact that money, it just, money is such a huge part of all of our lives. Like whether we like it or not, we have to, we have to use money. Like we have to use money. We have to make money. Like it's just, that's just how society is uh, structured, right? It doesn't matter, you know, we, we can get down, we can dive deeper into that subject down the road. But the, the point of the fact is money is going to be part of your life, whether you like it or not. So like you might as well invest the 30 to 40 hours to learn skills that actually help you manage it better to make your life less turbulent. Because I'll tell you this, if your money part of your life is turbulent, like if you're not making uh, if you don't have a stable income, if your bills are all over the place, if you're constantly upgrading your lifestyle the minute you get a raise, like your life is going to be much more difficult, like significantly more difficult because of those decisions. And you might not even be aware of it. Like, that's fine. Like, I, I empathize with a lot of people because like, I understand that some people just might not be aware. Like, they might be subconsciously like just, you know, they they think money is to spend. Like, that's just maybe how they grew up. So when they get money, they immediately go spend it. Um, not even being aware that they're kind of creating more longer term problems because a lot of people aren't really thinking on that longer term horizon. But the minute you can, again, why would this, this all comes down to awareness, like the minute you can start to take a step back and try to just think through what decisions you're making now and how they're impacting yourself down, you know, two, five, 10 years down the road, things start to become a lot more clear and you start to just move through life completely different, right? Like it feels like you just awaken out of the matrix or whatever it is. And you start to just, you know, you, you view everything, you view everything differently. You view money differently. Um, you know, the day I learned about dividends and just how the stock market worked in general, I'm like, all right, these are the things I need to buy. I need to buy these stocks because they're making, more, <laughs> they're making more money. Why would I go buy new shoes when that, that spends money, like, cool. Yeah. You get the shoes, but it's not generating you money. Like these stocks, you get the dividends. They're going up in value. Like I want to spend yeah. my money on those because they're going to make me more money without me having to go to work, having to wake up at seven in the morning and putting in that eight hours a day, you know, like I want to, I want to be an asset owner, not, right. you know, and I could buy the stuff <laughs> later, but I want my assets first. And the problem is the shoe is sitting in a closet. It doesn't go to work. Yes. <laughs> That's where the problem really is, right? Because we're buying it. We have these things. I remember when I had my Benz, man. I would go to work, working my butt off, and the Benz is sitting in the parking lot collecting my, my damn money. And I said, oh, hell no. I need to buy. I need to be like a Benz so I can sit my butt down and make money. And the best way to do that is to buy yourself some assets, learn about some assets, because you deserve it just as much as anybody else that work hard for it as well. You deserve it. So don't think because you don't know something or you know, oh, the stars haven't aligned. No, don't sit on the sidelines, get in the game. Yep, crash, run on the court, get tackled by the security guard. <laughs> Have some fun, man. And I um, but I think the year just started, you know, people always at the beginning of every year, you know, people tend to have, you know, some new goals, some things in place that they want to implement or work on. I'm curious to know what do you guys think about about just, you know resetting for the year and like these new goals or new new year resolutions what are your takes on take on that josh you want to hit that first yeah sure so are you just asking like in general like what do i think about new year's resolutions like 
Yep. As, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think it's, I like it. You know, I, I know there's a lot of people who have like strong opinions, like, oh, you know, you know, if you have New Year's resolutions, you're not serious. Like to me, <laughs> at least it gets people thinking about like setting new uh, goals for themselves, right? Like it, it kind of, I think everybody like, you know, society, we kind of have like this, this moment in December where everybody's just starting to think through their life a little bit. Um, It's actually my favorite time of the year. Cause like I'm, thinking like this 24 session pretty much like I'm kind of weird I guess but like I'm I'm constantly thinking of like how my decisions are impacting my future self but it's cool to me how like collectively in in December even January like we're all kind of yeah. just tallying things up a little bit like hey am I on the right path am I on this path am I on the path that I want to be on is this yeah. path leading to like a, a lifestyle that I actually desire so like I'm all for it like I, I think they're good um the problem lies in just being serious <laughs> right it's, it's more of like what you touched on earlier Bafi. it's it's like being honest with yourself like are you setting these goals to kind of flex on instagram like are, are you just trying to set uh, goals to like you know uh you know i'm going to the gym and then you start posting you know pictures on instagram and, and that's fine if you want to start like a business to be like a you know fitness influencer i have nothing against that but it's more of just like being honest about yourself with the goals you're setting like are you actually committing yourself and committing to change your habits to actually make that a reality um, that, that's where I would say, um, a lot of my, I, I guess backlash would come to like new year's resolutions. Like you don't necessarily have to wait till January 1st to start changing your habits. Like you can change at any time. Uh, a cool thing that I've like implemented in my life actually a couple of years ago. Um, I, I started to treat like every month, like its own year. So like, I'll set like little goals, like for each month that I want to accomplish. And at the end of the month, like it feels like a new year for me. So like, I, I kind of treat like the 30th and 31st as like a little new year's, new year's Eve, just mentally. That's kind of how I structured it in my own life. And like, I, I think through like, what do I want to accomplish in this next month? You know, so like I, I've tried to like subdivide like the year throughout right. months and it's actually been super helpful and a lot more enjoyable. And, you know, of course, some months are better than other months. Like, it's not like always progress, progress. Like, I, I you know, there's always going to be times where maybe you slip up. Uh, things don't go exactly how you plan. I mean, again, that's life. You know, things aren't always going to go just in a straight, perfect path. It's always ups and downs. But I, I would say what really matters and, and what has really kind of helped me is just like getting back up. Like, if, if something slips, like if, if you if you screw up on a habit or if you fall back into your old routines, that's fine. But it's, it's about like, what are you going to do then? Are you going to get back? Are you going to try again? Are you going to like break those habits? Are you going to um, reattempt to destroy the the patterns that are kind of ruining your desired lifestyle? Because that's kind of what separates people who actually make progress from people who say they want to make progress, but don't. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of grit. It's a little bit of honesty with yourself. And it's uncomfortable as hell. That, that's the thing. You know, it's uncomfortable as hell. Um, so, you know, maybe you're not ready to cut or to attack certain areas of your life. But even if it's just small little progress, like if you're just making small progress, like even if you're saving like $20 a week, uh, if you're investing, you know, $25 a week, whatever it is, like if, if you're just making mm -hmm. small progresses, that's a win, right? It's like, it's better than nothing. It's like one is better than nothing. One is better than zero. So even if it's small progress, like don't hit, don't hate yourself or get mad at yourself because you're not making this, these huge strides, you know, Point. life, life is about, it's about balance. And that balance is really an art for your own personal situation. Love that, man. Piers, what do you think, man? What's going on? I'm a fan of New Year's resolutions in some ways, you know, there's also, you know, I think there's those people who do it just like, you know, as Josh was mentioning for that attention seeking, but I also think there's people who do it. So, you know, as you know, December, you know, they come into Christmas and they're, they're thinking about their New Year's resolutions and they're trying to get mentally prepared because in some situations you need to be mentally prepared to be able to, to sacrifice those things. 
Because, you know, it takes with investing, it's, you know, instead of buying the new Gucci wallet or the Gucci belt or the new Louis bag or whatever it is, you're going to have to sacrifice that money sometimes and maybe throw it in, you know, in the market. And I can tell you there's better ROI on on one thing than another. You know, the bag's not going to go up in value, but your portfolio will over time. And so it's just like going to the gym one time won't make you, you know, a gold gym, bro. It won't make you huge and buff, won't make, won't make you have a six pack, you know. But if you consistently do it over a certain period of time, it'll it'll you'll eventually start seeing results and you're going to look in the mirror one day, you know, as a gym bro, and you're going to say, holy crap, this is where I am today. And so it's the same thing when it comes to investing with money is like you're going to keep on putting in the work, you know, ever so slightly, you know, putting in the reps every couple of days, throwing some money in the market and you're going to sit back, you know. Hopefully, if you start on January 1st, you know, with an investment account, you're going to, you know, sit back, you know, when January 1st rolls around next year and you're going to say, wow, you know, that's more money than I've ever had in my life or that's more money than I've ever thought I would ever have. And you have it investing and, and if you don't invest it anymore, it's still going to be accumulating money. But that's it's it's a little bit different. You know, I, mm-hmm. I like New Year's resolutions because it gives people the optimism to know that they can change and they can help themselves. So I I'm always for people trying to better themselves. And, you know, if it's your knowledge, if it's your health and especially when it's your wealth. Like it. Nice. Uh, yeah. I, I guess the one thing I, I have like kind of the downside with new year's resolutions is like, there are people who kind of like get too hard on themselves with it. You know, like I, I, yeah, I you know what I'm right, saying? Like, yeah. me, me. That's yeah. yeah that, that's where like people start like hit, like, you know, they start, hating on the progress they're not making so like it can kind of get like it becomes like this kind of mind virus in a way where like you start to like i need Mm -hmm. to do x y and z and then maybe you start to like fall off of it then you start to get really mad at yourself and then you start to like burn yourself out because like there's just like this mental war in your head with yourself right and like my thing is like you got to take a step back you know the fact Mm -hmm. that you're attempting to change your life is huge right like of course we all want to make progress but we got to be careful with like the linear projection of things like thinking things like you you really got to take it one day at a time, right? And if maybe maybe you you master day one, master day two, and then day three you kind of have a slip up, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It happens, you know. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. But what are you gonna do on day four? What are you gonna do on day yeah. five? Like even if you there have you a go. slip up for three days, like that's fine. But like think of it from like a holistic point of view. Like there's 30, 31 days in a month. So if you can mm-hmm. master like eighteen days out of thirty one, like that's still progress. Like that's a lot of progress, yeah. and it, yeah. all that little progress is gonna compound over time. So be kind to yourself, you know, because like the more yeah, you beat yourself up over not pro- not making any progress, it's just gonna gonna to make things. It's worse. not gonna help. Yeah, it's, it's just not gonna help, right? Because you're a human, so you don't forget that you're human. Treat yourself like a human being. You know, you're not a machine. You're not a you're not a machine like a a, a robot that's just supposed to perform at ninety nine percent optimal level twenty four seven. And so when you break down, you get sent out, and you get new machine two point You know, you're a human being, so. I agree with that. Definitely give yourself some grace because most of the time, no, we put more pressure on ourselves than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if we're not careful, we put so much pressure on top of our head and it, it crushes us because we set a bar so high or we expected something, a certain level of perfection, but we know we're human and that don't exist, you know? And so for me, one of my new year resolutions is, which is one that I'm very, very like proud of that I'm actually looking to implement it more. Um, is to get eight hours of sleep. Oh, I like that. Literally to try and get eight <laughs> hours of sleep. <laughs> People overlook how important that, you know, health is. I mean, 
Okay, dude, it does not matter. My dad always has a saying, you're never going to see, you're never going to see a Brinks truck following a hearse, meaning you can't take the money with you. But if you can extend your life by doing certain things, like, like I was uh, talking with Josh and Buffy today for everybody who's listening. I was talking about how, you know, one of my resolutions this year is I want to stop drinking so much energy drinks. You know, I drink, I drink like a Red Bull a day and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, at my age, is this really going to take a long-term effect? But if I consistently do this over a period of time, it absolutely will have a long-term effect on me. So it's like, you know, you don't have to go cold Turkey and cut out these energy drinks, but drink once, you know, don't drink one every day, drink one every two or three days. And so you can still have your fun and, you know, everyone needs their fix. So if you're not drinking or smoking or partying or doing these things, you know, my thing is energy drinks, dude. I like energy. <laughs> so, you know, it's, but it's mitigating these things. Everything is yeah. in moderation. So especially when it comes to being hard on yourself, negative self-talk, does absolutely nothing for anybody. It just yeah. makes you get in your own head and you think, wow, I can't do this, man. But you know, when you absolutely can, there's, there's, you know, so that's my new year's resolution, or at least one of them is, you know, drink less. I like it. Them. That's cool, man. Cause uh, you know, I know we spoke earlier and I used to drink Sunkiss, like 15 yeah. cans of Sunkiss <laughs> every week. I don't know why I just loved it, you know? And then, yeah. Good. Yeah, and then eventually I made my way out of it. And so, you know, for me this year, I really want to try and get a healthy amount of sleep. I like that. Um, because I've actually gone quite a few years without getting like a certain healthy dose of, you know, consistent sleep because, you know, whether you're running a business, working, I'm in school, I'm doing this, I'm all over the place. And so it's hard to sleep is hard to come by. Right. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, just same way you can't, you know, you can't buy brain. You can't just buy sleep. Right. You can't just hey, here's my money. I'm sleeping 10 hours just because of that. So I'm working that into my routines and making sure I'm giving myself the space, the time to rest and recover. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a young guy. You know, I don't want to be looking like 85. <laughs> that, that's the thing, you know, like we, we talk a lot about long-term investing, building good money habits to improve your future. But let's say you master that. Like, let's say you have millions of dollars when you're 45. Like, let's say you retire early. Like if your health's not in good shape, like what's what's the point, right? Like if you're not able to live yeah. to 45, 50 because your health is just so bad, like yeah. there's really, you know, it kind of counter, it's kind of, it makes the money part kind of pointless. Like if you were investing, like if you're investing in your future financially, you also got to be investing in your future uh, health-wise, right? Like, <laughs> like those have to go hand in hand. Like you got you got to do both. Like you don't want to only invest in your future and then you end up getting really sick because you eat junk food 24 seven and you, you know, you're just struggling at like the age of 47, have a heart attack or something, right? These, you know, money habits, good money habits, like they, you, you also have to have good health habits, right? Those, those are yeah. just as important when it comes to everything you're doing. They go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Health as well, you know, one's not one without another. Josh, what's one of your goals that, that most people might not be like know about, right? Like what's one that's just like wacky and out there? <laughs> you know, I, Kind of on Pierce's line, I have like a really bad habit with like Diet Dr. Pepper. Like that was like kind of my bad soda habit. So like I've uh, been trying to cut that out, but I'll, I'll take it even a step further. Like this year, like in 2024, I, I really want to um, just build deeper relationships like with my my current like network, my, my current circle, like my family, mm-hmm. my friends. So I, I've made it a goal to try to make one call every day for like 20 minutes, whatever it is, to just call somebody, call one of my friends, my old friends, uh, family member, just to have those conversations. Because like, I got to remind myself, like I I sometimes um, get too 
into the weeds of my business, of everything I'm doing work-wise, of investing, to where sometimes I do forget to like kind of take a step back and enjoy what, like, why am I doing all this? Like, I have to ask myself, why am I investing in my future? Why did I start my own business? And ultimately, it's because I want to spend more time with my loved ones. I, w- I want to enjoy my life more. So like, I am making an intentional effort to call my family and friends uh, more often um, just to, you know, deepen the relationships and uh, enjoy life in a more filled, fulfilling way. I like that. That's cool. Very well said. Cool. But yeah, that being said, you know, great topics, great topics. Um, ultimately, I guess, I guess the next question would be, would really be, you know, a lot of people, especially in modern society, like we, we are constantly bombarded with messages of, you know, marketing of ads, you know, on the daily basis that are constantly trying to get people to consume, to buy products, to buy services. Um, so I guess the, the the main question for everybody here, what would you say has helped you build more of that investor, that ownership mindset and shifting away from that consumer mindset? Because of course, like everybody's going to have different degrees of that consumption mindset. It's not really, you have one or the other. It's it's kind of like more of a spectrum, I would say. Um, so how, how would you say you've handled kind of helping change your mindset around the money parts and trying to shift away from the only consuming portion of that. I'm interested to see what Pierce what, what Pierce says, especially with him being a little bit younger and kind of because he's because you're grow, Pierce, you're growing up in a time where it is just insane. You talk about the yeah. social media landscape, accessibility, you know, instant gratification, access, everything yeah. is so quick. The dopamine hit just from yeah. scrolling and. All these things. So I want to hear how you've how you've kind of navigated all of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, with the consumer stuff, I mean, I've grown up on both sides of it. I've had family who's who likes to wear nice clothes, drive nice cars, but they like to pull up in an apartment as well. And I don't see, you know, if you like having a nice car, nice clothes, and stuff like that, you know, there's no issue with that. But I think there has to be a point with what you consume. It, it needs to you 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 need to stop. You know, at some points, it's. I'd rather own a house and drive a Toyota Camry than own a Lamborghini and live in an apartment. And so that's one thing that, you know, I come from on both sides of my family that I'm very, very blessed to be able to see is that, you know, some people in my family have actual money and some people in my family who who, who don't have actual money. And so I look at the, I, I part the scene and I say, okay, what's the difference between these people? Well, you know, so, you know, the person who has the money drives a truck, you know, with 120,000 miles on it has a paid off house. And then the person who, who looks like they have money drives a brand new BMW, you know, every single year, they, they wear the nicest clothes, they go out to crazy nice dinners. And so I think with growing up in this age of being having everything so accessible to you, it's you need to personally find a time to, uh, to kind of situate and, and, and chill out for it for like, so Instagram, for instance, on my phone, I have a four hour cap. So I have four hours that I'm able to talk to people, four hours that I'm able to indulge in these things. I'm able to swipe. And once that mark hits, you have to stop. And so it comes back to the point of being honest with yourself. So, you know, all I could do is, you know, say, Hey, I, I don't want to stop, but who's that only going to affect? It's only going to affect me. And so it's these things that there, there's personal, you know, you have to be personal with yourself and you have to be super honest and, and you have to hold yourself to account an accountability level that nobody else otherwise would. So I think that being able to have everything ex- you know accessible at such a young age, because when social media came out, like I had an Instagram when I was 13 years old. And so coming back, that was almost 10 years ago. And so it, it's pretty interesting to see how far 
and how kind of sideways it, it social media has portrayed a lot of these things about you know owning owning a nice Lamborghini at 22 years old that's that's kind of dumb to me you know unless you have multi millions in the bank I think it's kind of kind of kind of stupid to, to do those things I'd rather have money in Dow Jones and in, v, in VU and you know and all these different you know things that produce me money over the next 10 15 20 25 years that can you know accumulate over time than have a Lamborghini that's just going to cost money and depreciate over time. So I think it's one of those things that you have to look at what you really want versus what you want now because there's, there's you have to give sacrifices. Like you know instead of going out with your friends one night, maybe maybe sometimes you're going to have to read you know a, a comp, what is compound interest? You know read a book about compound interest, read an article about. Okay, well, if I start investing in a Roth IRA at 26 years old and, you know, I, I put in $500 a month or whatever, whatever you can do, how much am I going to have by the time I'm 65? And so, you know, that one person who's spending the time going out with their friends instead of doing that, you know, it's just a further outlook. How far can you look? But it's also you got to have a moderation between work and play. You know, you have to be able to enjoy yourself, but you also have to be able to self-discipline yourself because that's one thing I, th I see many people my age lacking to do the self-discipline it's huge yeah, that's big man I, I like i like your take and the points that you the points that you touched on because you know at least for, i can say for for josh and i because we're a little bit older in some ways it's a little bit easier to kind of stay grounded in, in a certain yeah. aspect yeah. right um and so the fact that you know to be at the age you're at such a young age with with just great character great ethics and just very noble you know, approach to it. I think that's all of that shows and part of the results that you're gaining in your financial journey and your life yeah. journey and things you're passionate about is reflected, right? And so I think that's that's an incredible thing. And hopefully more people, especially the younger audience that might be watching this um, or listening to it, definitely, you know, know that you're not alone. Because some people kind of think a little bit like, say, peers, um, at a young age, but it's difficult, right? Because it's almost like you don't fit in, yeah, in a lot of environments, right? Because if somebody's twenty twenty one, uh, probably the last thing they might be thinking about is uh, is this type of stuff, right? They're probably thinking about maybe Miami Beach, hopefully for spring break, which is all good and fun, and that's great. But there's a balance, right? You can do that and still take care of business, so that's cool. Um, yep. Oh, I was going to say, like, I think that's, you know, you, you, you said it a little bit earlier about like being more intentional with like the environments you put yourself in, because mm -hmm. one of the things that I challenge with, you know, even just at a younger age is like when you, when you're around people who all they want to do is like, you know, you know, consume, consume, consume. And like, of course, like, yeah, it's, it's cool to like go on vacations every now and then, but like, if you constantly are around people who that's all they want to do, like, they're going to think you're crazy and you're the, the bad one. They're going to start, you know they're going to make you out to be kind of like, why are you doing that? You're like the oddball out when in reality, you might be the rational one. You might be like, Hey, I don't want to live like this for my entire life. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to have to work until I'm 65. So I'm going to have to make some different decisions than everybody around me is making. Like that's super difficult to do. And I, I think that's ultimately what holds a lot of people back is because especially when it's your own family, like if it's your own mother or father, you know, if they're kind of like just bad with money, and then, you know, when you try to, when you try to make different moves, like maybe you start to uh, save some cash and you, and you have to like, maybe not go on five trips a year. Maybe you can only go on two trips a year because you're trying to actually invest in your future so you can retire 20 years earlier, right? Like if you start to make these decisions, 
people who don't understand these concepts, people who don't understand compound interest, people who don't understand asset, the difference between assets and liabilities, people who don't understand simple money management concepts are going to look at you like you're absolutely nuts. So that's probably the most difficult part that I've ran into personally and that I've talked with a lot of people who've also had difficulty with. And and partially that's that's the inspiration of building this podcast, this digital community, is so we can build this community of people who are on similar trajectories. Like, of course, we all come from different backgrounds. Of course, we come from different starting points, but we're all still on that same growth trajectory of trying to, first off, get our money game situated, You know, get our money in order so it's not controlling us, we're controlling it. And then at the same time, freeing ourselves from the chains of financial control, right? We're, we want to take control of our life financially um, to give us the freedom to do the things we want, right? Like, do you really want to work the job you're currently working at for the next 50, 60 years? That's fine if you do. That's great if you do. I, I hope you do because then that means you're in the right field. But for a lot of people, they're not. And to those people, I ask, where are you spending your money? Like, what can you do with the money you're currently making from that job? Like, how can you reduce the bills you currently have to have more money to sharpen your skills, like to invest in education, to create a new career path for yourself, to invest money in assets, to start your own business, to buy stocks, to buy rental properties in order to free yourself from having to sell your time to a job that you hate. What can you do? Like, of course, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight because there's a lot of things that you have to learn, especially if this is all brand new concepts. Like, there's a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, you have to learn. It's, time, there, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's still possible. And if you start to make choices, different choices, if you start to make different moves and you start to build different habits in your life that start to put you on a different path, your life's only going to get better as time passes. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, is it worth it, you know, because there's there's not a person that I know, or many of us probably know that would that can that would say, "Hey, I hate my life, or my life is worse off because I paid off, say, my student loans, or I paid off my car note, or I lived on less than I made, or I invested my money." And very few people you will come across like that. If if they invested their money and their things got worse, it's because they probably didn't put it in the right place. So that's, <laughs> so that's one thing, right? But how many times? both online and in person and in society, do we come across individuals that wish that they did things differently, that are struggling or suffering, heavily affected by interest rates right now, heavily affected by inflation, or let's say the job market, things get tighter, or you know the skill set that they have is no longer in demand, right? And so now they have to uproot their entire life. And I mean, it's very difficult. So boy, oh boy, you have to pick your heart but some hearts are definitely worth it and some hearts protect you from a lot of things. So for me, I've been able to kind of stay grounded due to my background, right? Because I, I for those that don't know, I, I grew up not having certain things. And, and so anything beyond necessities that I acquire or experience or benefit from, that's icing on the cake, right? And so I appreciate any, any every moment. I don't take nothing for granted. So some people... Um, for example, some people might think, okay, if they don't take a flight to a different country, then that means they didn't really go on vacation, right? I could take a drive down the road and eat at a restaurant. And to me, that's vacation, <laughs> you know? And so I, I don't allow myself to get, to lose the, 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 the string to, to the fabric or to my past experiences. Right. And so I never want to become numb. And to the point where it's like, okay, even if I caught, if even if I took a flight to somewhere vacation, to me that's that be, that's now basic. 
which is wild because that's a huge luxury. You know how many people have <laughs> never ever left their country, yeah, even their own state, right? And so to me, I'm just like everything is so cool. So that has helped me a lot. Um, and no amount of say material stuff or money can really like fill my soul. So I'm I'm very grateful in that in that manner. And also education, man. I honestly think education saved my life. Yeah. Primarily through obviously like formal education and and then you know followed by my personal development journey and investment journey, just reading books. And when I say education saved my life, I mean that like literally. I'm not just saying that because it sounds cute. I'm saying if I did not take education and my personal development serious, I have no idea what life would have been looked like for me right now. You know, yeah. so I encourage everybody. And sometimes yeah, it's tough, it's difficult, but you do need to invest a little bit of time, maybe $12, a little bit of money, right? And 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a week, whatever it is, it is definitely worth it because it pays off. And um, and then I also say keep good company. You know, Josh mentioned it earlier, keep good company and good relationships because your network really is your network, right? And so I, I try to surround myself with people that are at where I'm trying to go or people that are on the same similar journey. And if you listen to this podcast, that means you're also on a journey of great importance and great nobility. And so, man, I wish everybody nothing but the best on their journey as well. And then lastly, I would say that I'm at a point in life where I truly can say um, that I, I know what money's supposed to be used for, right? And it doesn't it doesn't have certain influence on me, which I think Josh literally mentioned that too as well. And so like, I, I'm not emotionally attached to money and, and, and doesn't control me. And so it has allowed me to really embrace and prioritize what's really important in life, you know? And, and I think that's part of the challenge. You know, like Josh said, no matter how we cut it, whatever we want to think, however we want to feel, even though money might, in just a word, it might be a small word, it might be a small thing, but in our life, it has such a huge weight that if we have no money, we can't even think straight. We can't even sleep. We can't even take care of ourselves. We can't see opportunities. We go into fear. We go into scarcity. Right. And so when you're able to remove that barrier or those challenges, money related out the way, life is so much more than our routine of just not going to work and coming home, more than just paying bills. Like your life means way more than those things. And so it is very important that we all do work hard and try to work smart to make sure that we're not just going through the motions, right? We're being intentional. We're we're making great effort. We're spending quality time with family. Like Josh said, is one of his goals this year is to, you know, make sure he's spending those quality time. Why? Because most of us go to work because of our family, right? We want to go to work and provide a better life for our family. And so we have to constantly keep keep that awareness going, keep reflecting on our own lives and our decision making. And to me, these type of things have helped me stay really, really grounded. And, and I think I'm very fortunate too. And sometimes you need a little bit of luck in life. You know, somebody might call it luck. Somebody might call it karma. Somebody might call it fate, right? Whatever you want to call it, 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 is still, it still does play a role, right? But the most important thing is some things we get to make decisions on a daily. And so focusing on the things you're doing and trying to live each day as if this could be your last, that's important. But then a on the flip side, assuming that everything is going to happen without a plan or by luck, by accident, is not a formula that is that you want to live by, you know. And so I say all that to say that to do well, you have to be very mindful 
and conscious. And in order to be mindful and conscious, you have to be constantly working on these things. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not, it it's is. not money. It's it not, you know, it's not stocks. It's, you it's don't a do it part-time. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a full-time job. <laughs> and, and, you know, the way you want to approach the most important relationships, especially like, you know, marriage, partnership, being a parent, having brothers and sisters, being a son, being a daughter, you know, you want to bring that type of energy towards your financial journey because it is a relationship. It's a long-term relationship. And when you invest, you want to invest for long-term. I say it all the time. I'm in a long-term relationship. I'm Matter of fact, I'm married to compound interest and we are <laughs> never getting divorced. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beautifully said, Bafi. That, uh, yeah, that really kind of that, that's great. I, I think that's a good way to kind of segue towards the end of the podcast. Like you, you summarized everything perfectly. Um, and I do want to kind of just do one quick last question for each of us, um, nice. just to hopefully give everybody who's listening something to kind of take away and hopefully to apply immediately to their life. So this next thing, um, what's like one tip you would give to someone who wants to improve their financial situation? Like maybe things are a little chaotic financially, like what's one maybe tactic or thing you would give them to focus on over the next couple of weeks or whatever to start to make improvements to their financial situation. I'll start off mm -hmm. just with as a quick example. Uh, so my recommendation as like a tactic, a lot of people are overspending like crazy with credit cards, right? Like they use credit cards, like their life depends on it. They're constantly swiping them, right? Like, you know, it's those credit card points are after those credit card points. And like, don't get me wrong. Those credit card points are, you know, handy, especially if you <laughs> have good habits, good financial habits yeah. in your life. But the one thing I'll say is like, if you're feeling overwhelmed financially right now, take a month pause from credit cards, no credit cards for a month. Like do not use any credit cards for about the entire month. If you're feeling overwhelmed financially, um, and you can only use your debit card or cash, right? So for a, you're only going to start spending money that you actually have. And B, it's going to make you be more conscious of like what you're spending your money on because it's a lot easier to just swipe away with the credit card. It's more difficult when you have the debit card and it's connected to your cash uh, or if you're using cash uh, exactly, if you're, if you're using cash on hand. So that's my tactic. Um, Bafi or Pierce, whoever wants to go first, maybe some sort of tactic, advice, or habits that you would recommend to somebody wanting to improve their situation. Pierce, you can take... No, are you? You go ahead because I, 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 I feel like I just spoke for like ten minutes straight. So. No, you're, totally, you're super informative. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of processing what you were saying. I know. But, I mean, <laughs> one thing that you know that I try to that I actually do implement in myself is you know most people get paid every two weeks. So let's let's say you get paid like nine hundred dollars and eighty three cents. They're nine hundred and eighty three dollars every two weeks. So what I try to do is I try to I I, I try to forget about the nine hundred and I try to play with the eighty three. And so that's, that's one thing that I personally try to do because, you know, if you're in my situation where you don't have to pay bills, you don't have any real responsibilities. Like I still, I have to pay for my car and for my food when I'm going out and for my clothes and stuff. But like, I'm trying to say, okay, how long can I make this money stretch for? So let's say you get paid $983. I try to play with $83 for, you know, the next couple of weeks. I'm like, okay, cool. I got 20 bucks to go out with my friends. I got 40 bucks for gas and i got you know the miscellaneous amount of money however however much is left and so if you're in a situation where you don't have any responsibilities you don't have and you don't have to you know do anything with your money except for spend it or save it if you want to try to try to challenge yourself and see how 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 far could you stretch a hundred dollars how far could you stretch 90 bucks 80 bucks 50 bucks and if you get paid weekly it could be a little bit easier for you 
you know, just depending on your situation. So, I mean, that's one thing that I implement into myself that I challenge other people to try to do if they can't. That's only in the situation if they can. You know, I understand if people have bills and whatnot, you know, it's a little bit more challenging. But try to save more money than you did last year. That's what, that's one of my goals as well, you know. Obviously, you know, save more than you spend, but try try to save a bunch more. I like, I that. like that. I like yeah. that. Well said, man. You know, I think, you know, I, I like what you're both saying, man. Like, you guys are spot on in the money. You know, I agree with, with everything you guys are saying. And Josh definitely mentioned, you know, taking a pause if everything's chaotic right you know if everything's chaotic you know, it's not just going to get better by just just doing more just trying to you know so take a pause breathe take take a month or two whatever it is and simplify some things right and so as of right now we know that only 35% of the population has a financial plan that's actually written down and so if you want to improve on your finances you can't hit a target that you don't have in place you can't Right. It's like you can't how are you going to get to a destination without a GPS or without a map, you know. And yep. so the first thing or the one thing I recommend for everybody this year is to definitely curate a financial plan. And it doesn't have to be crazy grandiose, you know, like like Piers just said, dude, even if it's that extra 85 bucks or something like that. Right. But have something, a plan in place, have it written down. Don't carry it in your head uh, because it's going to get lost in there. <laughs> yeah. So have it written down. Keep it simple. Maybe three things, three simple things. Most people don't have a thousand dollars in their savings. So maybe one of your goals within that plan is I want to save a thousand dollars. Maybe you have multiple credit cards and, you know, you're running up the bill. And right now the interest rates on credit cards is ridiculous. You're looking at 20 to 25 percent, which is insane. Right. You might want to say, OK, maybe I have three credit cards this year. I want to pay off two and probably maybe close out one or close out two. And then just have one remaining. So simple stuff like that goes a long way. But the most important thing is it has to be written down. And part of the list is checking them off as you go. That is so much fun. And so I recommend that for everybody out there, have a written financial plan. If you don't know how to do it or, you know, you need assistance or whatever, and you're listening to this podcast, you can leave something in the comments. You could always communicate. And, you know, we were more than happy to help in any capacity that we can, you know, so have a financial plan because all businesses have a plan. Yep. Before the year even start, they have the next year forecast plan in place. <laughs> right? And so yeah. you want to start running your personal finance like a business and like a bank. So I highly recommend having a simple financial plan that is definitely reachable and gives you room to also enjoy life. Couldn't agree more. Perfect, man. Yeah. It's all about getting on that other side of the transaction, right? Like we're all, a lot of people are kind of born and raised to be consumers, but you got to get on the other side of the transaction, right? Get on the other side of the table, become an owner, become an investor, become, build that ownership investor mindset. And of course, like it's going to take time, right? Like maybe you've, maybe depending on how old you are, like for me, like I had like a good, you know, 16 years of that consumer mindset in me before I started to like, try to like learn the different routes, different ways. So, you know, you might have years or even decades of that consumer mindset. It's going to take time to kind of like unravel those bad habits and start to build new habits. So be patient with yourself, but keep just, you know, the one thing I'll say is just take one, take things one day at a time, right? One day at a time, one step in front of the other. The fact that you're making progress, the fact that you're trying to make progress, puts you 
probably in the top 20% of money management because most people just simply don't care about it. And that's fine. I mean, if you're happy with not caring about money, then that's your own opinion. But if you want to change your financial situation, if you are actually listening to this podcast and actually trying to educate yourself, like that says a lot about you specifically. So continue on that path, continue doing what you're doing. Uh, that being said, Boffy and Pierce, this has been a lot of fun. I'm really glad we were able to Always. kick off the podcast with this topic. I can't wait to re-listen to this one. I think it was a good podcast. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody listening in, um, you know, enjoyed it. Uh, that being said, we're yeah, we're gonna have many more of these throughout 2024. We're trying to build like a little bit of a different angle. Um, we're kind of building this podcast with you all as you're listening. So thank you to all the people who've been listening uh, since we started. You know, this is episode eight, so we're already eight through. Um, I can't wait to see what 2024 brings all of us. But I'm having a blast with this all. Yep. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you feel just like I do, okay. link up, come and join this crew. Hey. Go investing, I'ma watch my money double, take it to another level with that market hustle. Always play it smart, you ain't dealing with a sucker. Take it to another level with that market hustle. I'ma hustle, hustle 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 with that market hustle. Go.